Greetings, everybody. Welcome to Keep Your Best Life. I am your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and I have a friend, a sister in Christ, uh, Sarah Grace, with me today. And I am going to share with you some of the great things that her ministry, her business, and just a life with Sarah Grace because Sarah is just amazing. She is a minister. She's been in ministry for over 20 years. She's got an amazing testimony. So we don't have time to go into it today, but you've got to hear it. Sometime I'll have to have her back just to share her testimony because it's so incredibly powerful. And when I met her, I felt like, oh, my God, we've got so much in common. It's like we were in different states, but going through like similar things. Now, I'm a little bit older than her, okay? But I can, it's, it's like <laughs> we really connected and I absolutely love what God's doing through her life. So you may have, may or not seen her before, but if you haven't, she is a host, producer, and uh, of amazing television shows. And she has started a whole broadcasting network that houses all of these to get into the lives of people to help them be transformed. I mean, there's Damascus Road is like the umbrella. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So welcome to the broadcast, Sarah. Why don't you tell them a little bit about Damascus Road while we're camping out there? Because I really want them to be able to tune into this because there's no way we can fit all of the amazing stuff you do in one broadcast. So share with oh. us about Damascus Road. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. It's a blessing to be on with my sister from another mister. We definitely have a a lot in common. And I'm so grateful that God has entrusted me with a vision to take Christianity and the message of Christ through media to try to reach as many people, people that will go to church, people that will never go to church in the, in the best way that we can. I actually gave my life to Christ as a result of Christian media. So it's no wonder at all years later that God will call me to it. So Damascus Roads is an organization. We're a nonprofit organization with the mission to help people meet him, know him and share him with the world. And that him is Jesus. And then as a result of that calling to uh, create Damascus Roads, we were given many different areas of society and culture to penetrate, I guess you could say. And we start with Christian television. So we have a show entitled After the Ministry called Damascus Roads, which has a little bit of a different tagline, Real People, Real Lives, Real Testimony. So we finished our first year of filming last year and God gave us so much grace. And so you've been on all three of our shows. I'll talk about the other two in a minute. So our first three shows included Damascus Roads, the interview program. And we sit down, I sit, sat down with so many different types of people from a former member of Three Six Mafia, hip hop group that was definitely not promoting the gospel. That's now a pastor and a, a <laughs> Christian music producer to yourself and hear, you know, her testimonies from people being delivered from abuse, drug addiction, drug dealing, uh, sexual exploitation, all types of things, and hearing how Jesus Christ changed their lives. We also have a second show under the umbrella of Damascus Roads called Daytime Drama, of which you were also our guest, uh, kind of Dr. Phil for the day. <laughs> and um, uh, women dealing with real life, real drama. We finished production. Now we're going to be uh, posting it soon. It'll be on social media and on cable. By the way, all of our shows are in 19 counties in Middle Tennessee and uh, online on a few different networks. And we're looking forward to expanding that reach as well. And then our third show, of which you were also a guest, shout out to your husband as well, is called Relationship Goals, which was the, the spirit child of Danica Myers, who is a partner with me in ministry that helps me to make all this possible. And uh, we're so excited that we, in our first year, 
we were able to produce three different original programs and launch an online TV network, as you said, where we are not only broadcasting our own original programs, but we're pulling on other people who are sharing a similar message so that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you can log on to our website, damascusroads.com and receive some type of spiritual inspiration, truth, help. And we believe guides who also push out into short filmmaking, you know, larger scale filmmaking and events and the list goes on. We're just getting started. But again, it's all about letting the world know who Jesus is so they can meet him, know him and share him with the world. Because Damascus Roads comes from Acts 22, where once known as Saul had an encounter with Jesus Christ and became a new man. And what did he do from that point? He met Christ. He got to know Christ. And then he spent the rest of his life sharing with the world. And that's the commission God has given us. Wow, I'm so grateful for both of our Damascus Rose experiences with the Lord because had it not been for that, Lord knows where we would be right now. Right. I mean, really. And I, I just want to say it was an honor to be on your shows. I had so much fun with you and your crew. Damika is amazing. I absolutely love that woman. She is full of fresh vision. And so I know that, you know, you're very appreciative of her as well. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting when we think about media because media being television, radio, uh, broadcast, what we're doing right now, media. I mean, all of it is so important. And I believe that the gospel has not changed, but the avenue of getting it to the people has. And so I just love the fact that everything that you guys do is to bring people closer to the knowledge of Jesus. And there are people that will watch your show uh, because you've got that whole urban kind of field to his community, <laughs> you know, and so <laughs> if I was a young person and I was flipping through a dial and I was looking and I ran across this, you know, this, this lady with the big hoop earrings and the all, you know, this stuff. So you just create an atmosphere that is very relatable to the audience, that the target audience that you're trying to reach. I love that. I love that. I love the demographics. I love everything about it. And then for those of you that have not seen any of these, I need you to go right now. Uh, as soon as this broadcast is over, I need you to like, love the page. I need you to share it with your friends, yes. invite you to the YouTubes, get them on there. Uh, and yes, you will see me playing Dr. Phil. That was fun. I like being a Dr. Phil. So, except for, you know, <laughs> I, like him. I got a little more hair than him, that's for sure. Uh, and the testimony of my husband and myself that is very raw and real and, and so forth. And obviously my testimony. So I'm honored to have been a guest on all three of your shows. I think that's so incredibly cool. When you mentioned that to me when I was at the studio last time, I was like, wow, I have been. So yeah. it's a lot of fun. So the media that she does is incredible to get life's changed. So get it front of the people that need to hear the gospel message. It's very simple and it's a great way to get it to us. I love that. Now, I know that you're a teacher, speaker, minister, pastor. You've done all of these things. And, uh, and that's what I love about you is you wear all these hats. And I can relate because I wear a lot of different hats too. And I'm always flowing and they all go interchangeably together like a wave, you know, just a lot of fun. But we had the honor of having you last year at our Liberty Through Christ conference. Lisa Hooks and I do. And I want to tell you, if you're looking for a girl to come bring it, she brings the anointing. She brings the fire of God. Uh, we absolutely loved her. My granddaughter, she was 11 years old. She was like, I like her. And that, that speaks volumes. Yeah, she was like, I could relate to her. She is, she is really neat. And so when you think about, I have people there that were 70 
that was going, oh, my gosh, I love her. And I had somebody at 11. And so that tells you the influential uh, anointing on her life to reach people. So if you have a TV show, you have a, a conference coming up, you have anything like that, get the girl Sarah Gray. She's the real G. I love that too. That she <laughs> out real G, uh, because my grandkids call me G Mall. And uh, I told the chiropractor the other day, they, they call me G Mall because the girl, you know, when I'm there and I always tell them I'm the G to the M to the A, but Sarah Grace is the real G. She <laughs> We just have so much fun uh, sharing the message of the gospel. But something you may not know about her is she is a very savvy entrepreneur. And you have to be to do all that stuff because there's more than just when you're speaking and teaching and you're on television and doing all this and you're managing all of that. you got to be pretty smart business minded. And she is a graphic artist. I want you to elaborate. I want you to share with them about your business, because I think it's important. You said something powerful. You said it's your tip making, modern day tip making business. And, you know, for those of us that are in full time ministry, we got to eat. I'm just saying, right. we got to eat. So if you're not in a position to donate to the ministries, then at least support it by getting people uh, referrals to her graphic arts and the stuff that she does with branding. So share, Sarah, share all about it. Thank you so much. And I love, you know, how you introduced it, because, you know, one of the things in my very uh, realistic real life approach in speaking is to deal with everyday life. And the fact is that, you know, God doesn't just drop everything we need in our laps, but he partners with us to, the Bible says he gives us the power to create wealth. And, you know, being a single mom also, and that's been something I wouldn't have signed up for, but it's become part of my ministry of helping other people. You can get a victim mentality where you kind of feel like everybody needs to come and take care of me. And I've been there and I've done that, but through me seeking God in that, God was like, no, you're going to be an entrepreneur. You're going to be the lender and not the borrower. You're going to be the employer and not the employee. And so me partnering with God as an act of faith birthed out what I do now as a graphic and web designer. And what's so amazing is when I first started doing graphics, it was actually 20 years ago. I just joined my very first church. It was a little bitty storefront church in Baltimore, Maryland. And I said, how can I volunteer? I didn't know how to type. I was a high school dropout. And they said, well, we need a program. Just a little piece of paper you fold in half. And I thought, well, you know, I just bought a new computer. Don't big old lunky, you know, computer back in those days. And I said, I'll go home and try to figure it out. And I sat down and I said, God, if you will help me and grace me to figure out how to use this computer, I'll be a blessing to this church. Having no idea that after 10 years of me just donating those services, that when I went through a very difficult divorce, became a single mother to seven children, God was going to pull from that reservoir of gifts and experience and say, now you have a business. Look. And so as I began to partner with God, and I can't emphasize that enough, seeking God on wisdom and strategy and skill. God would anoint the hands of artisans back in the Old Testament to create the temple stuff. I looked at the same God can give me an anointing for graphics. I have no training. I have never taken a graphic or web design class in my life or branding class in my life ever. And God gave me an anointing and not only an anointing to create, but to manage. And I'm learning, you know, my hashtag grace and progress. But I've been able to service entrepreneurs, authors, speakers. There's gospel artists, gospel R&B artists, gospel rap artists um, uh, the, at secular companies. At one point, I had a monthly retainer from a secular company, and I was able to cover almost all my bills just being able to create their graphics so that I could go out and preach and do things like this and not have to be bound to a nine to five schedule. So God mm -hmm. has blessed me. And I don't 
you know, for me, it's not just another project, another project. I do try my best to look at the people. Who are they? What is God trying to birth out of them? How can I partner with their gift? How can I partner with their assignment and try to put, you know, that I have a friend that calls it the grace effect, try to put that grace effect on it to get them the visual representation of the assignment God has given them, whether that's birthing a book cover. And I use the word birthing because it's a spiritual and natural process. And then, yes. you know, might be a brand taking somebody's idea and they might say, well, I have an idea because I do coaching and consulting, creative coaching and consulting. Also, if someone says, I feel like I'm supposed to do this particular thing, but I don't know how to package it. And I can usually listen and take that concept and help them to brand that concept out and to figure out how to market it. And it's truly a gift from God. So it's been a blessing. I've served a lot of people. You can log on to my website at any point, the real SG dot co forward slash creative and you can bypass all the other stuff and look directly at my work and you can see album covers book covers website links uh testimonials and the list goes on and i love that it's not just a business and a hustle for me but it really is another part of my ministry to help people birth out their brands and become visual in what it is they're presenting to the world you're taking the the heart of someone and you're bringing that to life in imagery yeah. You know, you're taking that call, that meaningful thing that the Lord has dropped in their spirit and bringing it to life because they, we don't know what to do. I'm telling y'all, that's not an area. Canvay, <laughs> I literally thought when I first started Canvay that I was going to, I was going to backslide and I was going to cuss. <laughs> <It was bad. laughs> and I can do a few little things, but I mean, when you have someone that is anointed and appointed to do something, it literally will create a legacy. So all of y'all that are looking for book covers, you're looking for a CD cover, you're looking just for a flyer for your next event. I mean, she has a host of products. And uh, talk a little bit more about the branding. Do you do specialized branding? Because I know you said you look for the heart of the person. So do you have like a branding package that you do for like a maybe maybe someone's brand new in media? or they're brand new, speaking, teaching, whatever their jam is, okay? Um, and they need a media package where they need a good headshot, you know, or, or at least, you know, you can take one of their own headshots and so forth and make it in graphics. But do you have something, a package, a special, uh, like a signature package that you have that is good for the startup person? Absolutely. So typically when someone contacts me, you can go to my website, fill out a form or inbox me and I can tell you how to get started. And I say, you know, what is it you're trying to do? What is it that you want to accomplish? You know, where is your audience? And of course, social media is a big part of branding now, too. So we have packages that include that logo that you need, that design and concept, and also your social media pack is what I call it, where you can have your Facebook header. And I even do Instagram. And uh, now everybody has the circular profile pics where that can match. And I'm very big on stuff matching, campaigning. So I typically try to take something that I have as like a starter package and then further customize it based on someone's needs so that we can figure out what they need. Like for example, in a package, you might get everything I just mentioned. And then some little quotes where we have your picture and some quotes, if you're an author, or if you have a product, you know, we can cater it to the product. So we have kind of our startup. And then as I hear who you are, what you're doing, I can customize a package and I do my very best to work with people and to cater it in every aspect financially to them to make it to work for them. If we need to do it in phases, some people say, Sarah Grace, I really want to use you, but I don't think I can afford you. And I'll say, well, tell me where you're at, because there are ways that you can be very innovative and you can start and then you can build as you go. So I do try to work with everyone, too. 
bring that startup in. Some people come in and say, here, Sarah, I want everything. I want a 10 page website and this. Other people <laughs> want a Facebook page and just some type of startup online presence. So yes, we can do all of it. And we can help you out by saying, this is what I suggest. And then we can customize it perfectly for who you are and what you're doing to make sure it fits your timeline, your budget, and what you're looking to accomplish online. Because everyone has different goals. Some people just want followers. Some people are trying to sell a product. And one thing I tell people, even though some other artists would kick me for this, is I say, I don't want you to drop money on something that won't be effective. So let's talk about what is going to be most effective for you because it's not going to be a good advertisement if you spend all this money and then you're not properly promoting these things. So I really do try to get into the heart of the matter and figure out what's going to work best for each individual, starting with the basic structure and building from that. I absolutely love that because, you know, it because people don't know what they need. They don't know how to start it. They don't know how to create it. They see all this. They get overwhelmed. They get they get stuck and they don't do anything. And I love the fact that you take it a step further, giving them that coaching piece as you're creating with them uh, by what will work and what will not work. It doesn't matter how great your website is if you ain't willing to market. I'm just saying if you're not willing to put yourself out there. So, you know, the, it comes, it sounds like to me that not only when people sign on to do business with you, they don't only just get the, the creative side of you, they get the intuitive uh, prophetic side coming out because you're a visionary. True, true. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I want to make sure now I know you mentioned it before, but say the website again. So y'all grab your pen, write this down. You need to know about this. And it's not limited to just her products. I'm Again, she is multifaceted. So if you, you know, you can look at her stuff and see, but Sarah, give them the website again. Sure. You can log on to the real sg.co.com because some people get confused uh, the real sg for the real Sarah Grace that co and from there you can look at the header and you can see everything that we've been talking about you can click creative work you can click speaking topics there's a store where you can purchase any one of my three books that i've written to empower and inspire people my testimonies you can also click tv and on tv it'll link you to damascus road so all of it is right there the real sg.co you can also just put in hashtag the real SG and it will start pulling up all the different links I'm associated with. And we're all over social media. You can also look up Damascus roads and we're all over social media. And I invite you all follow, get connected, you know, let's talk, whether it's creative work or you just want to be connected so you can share things with your teenagers or your younger people that really do listen, we're creating evangelism tools for days just by having all this content online too. So you can share any of it. Some people say, Hey, my daughter, you know, she's a single mom. Let me show that this woman has a business and a TV show. People use it for all different reasons. So follow it. Take the content, take the links, share it, and let the world know that what we're doing because you never know what need we might be able to meet in someone's life that you're connected to, even if it's not just you. Absolutely. And I love that you said that because I tell people all the time, you know, people, I'm like, everything that we get is not always just for us. You know, now they're going to yeah. find, we're going to find something for you. I can promise you, we'll find something for you. But yeah. many times we are connected with other people because they have the resources of someone in our sphere of influence, whether it be our neighbor, our coworker, our ministry partners, whatever. So, you know, people might be thinking, well, yeah, she's a single mom, but I'm not a single mom. Well, you know what? Go, go listen to her broadcast on faith or go listen to our broadcast on something else and get that single mom one to the single mom. 
you know? Yes, yes. Because people are hurting and they need encouragement. And I love the fact that you got saved uh, with media. Can you talk about that a little bit? I know we don't have time to go into all your whole, you know, but I want people to understand the power of this. I know someone else that got saved like that too. And, you know, when people think, oh, Christian Network, they get, they got some weird concepts about it. They really do. Yeah. And I love that. Um, you can literally transform the airwaves and rewire people's mentality on it. Because look, the girl got Jesus. Okay. She got Jesus. Why? <laughs> Don't be bashing Christian television. Don't be saying stuff. Okay. You just zip your mouth, you know, uh, and don't be saying stuff and recognize what God is doing through the ministry of Christian television. It's powerful. Yeah. Tell them about what happened with you when you got transformed. Well, you know, just to give a little tiny context, there was media that ultimately had me, as we say, wilding out in the streets and, and just trying to live some oh, crazy yeah. lifestyle because of what I saw on television. And I knew how to get my attention. And there came a time I was actually pregnant for the first time. I just turned 20 years old. So I was barely out of my teen years. And I was very distraught with consequences all around me, things going on in my life. I barely knew that man, to be honest. And I was very stressed out. And I said, God, if you're real, show me who you are and I'll serve you. And I began to name all the possibilities of who God could be because I was inundated with all these concepts from a lot of different people. I wasn't raised in traditional Christianity. And it was through media and turning on channels, not even looking for Christian television, where Christian television was present. It was secular channels I started with that I would turn on for music in the morning. And then I remember Joyce Meyer was one of the first preachers I ever saw. And Yolanda Adams was one of the first uh, gospel artists I ever listened to just looking for other content. So listening to these people started planting seeds in my heart. And then as time went on, the concept of Jesus became more and more real to me and God watered those seeds. And I believe he was speaking to me through media. He was answering my call to media. And then I can remember surrendering my life to Christ, you know, from these sinners prayers, but it really took even beyond that. It took for me to keep listening, to get in tune with the voice of God, where he began to speak to me. And he told me himself, and I say it confidently because there's no way I would have thought of this myself that I needed to truly pick a side. That's how he said it to me. And and that I was listening to all of this Christian stuff and I was getting the whole Jesus forgave me part, but there came a time God spoke to me directly and said, you need to surrender your life, if I'm just paraphrasing it. And I surrendered my life in my house, you know, as a result of all these seeds and ideas and concepts that were coming from social media. And I received the precious gift of the Holy Spirit in my kitchen, shacked up with my baby daddy. And then a few weeks later I was married and I started my journey with Christ going to church. And then over 20 years ago, you know, over 20 years since then. But it started with Christian music and Christian television. And a lot of it was on secular stations. One of my greatest goals is not to be known in the Christian community, is to be known in the world as a Christian, to be known in the world as a light in darkness. The people that say, well, I don't go to church, but I like that Sarah Grace, but because they'll listen and they'll, they'll change their confession later, you know, but sometimes it has to start with that. So if I could get on some secular channels and secular radio to reach the people that don't want to hear church as usual, oh my goodness, that would be my dream come true. Put me on the secular facets, put me where no Christian has gone before. And I would bring <laughs> hope and in, in that, you know, light and darkness and let them know, hey, I came from where you are and I want to take you to where I'm at. Amen. Amen. You know, I had a, I wouldn't say I had a similar situation in that sense, but I was Christian TV was really big to me in the beginning, you know, and I, I call her Mama Joyce because, you know, that ministry 
it probably, you know, the Lord used that ministry to save my life. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, I mean, literally I needed to have someone who had been abused and used and, and God redeemed. I needed that real because I had seen so much like fake Christianity and, or just so much churchy stuff. There's no way I could relate to that. And I can remember being a baby Christian. First thing I did after I was watching the TV is went to the Christian bookstore and I'm looking for Christian rock, you know, I was a rocker, you know, <laughs> and my son was emerging on the, you know, I mean, Tupac was big back then. I'm, I'm dating myself, but uh, you know, and so I, I got to get some Christian rap and, you know, I guess I got to get some all this time, you know, just literally inundated. And I love the fact that God uses what the enemy means for harm, because you know that God's the creator. He created music, but the enemy perverts it. And, you know, so, and there are many, you know, people that would say that, you know, um, Satan was the, you know, the music director and, and, you know, and so that's a lot of teachings are on that. And so when you hear that and you think about how he tries to pervert the minds of people, by planting those seeds and rewiring our brain to believe those lies and those testimonies over our life and stuff. And then when you renew the mind with the washing of the word, like you did, and it goes in and starts to clear out all the junk and stuff. And so there's redemption. So I am a huge advocate of uh, Christian music, you know, whether it be whatever genre of music you listen to, it's out there. Jesus is in it all. Okay. Yes. Jesus is in it all. Go find some. All right, because it will renew your mind. And you also made another important uh, comment about your salvation. You knew that Jesus forgave you and you knew that you were saved. If you would have died, you would have went to you know, heaven because you received Jesus in your heart. But you went on to make a cool statement that I needed to surrender. Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying I was a Christian for a while before I literally just said that's it. That's it. And matter of fact, it happened during, I was listening to a Christian rock song sitting at my big school, like we were talking about, because I have a feeling I, you know, I got saved in 98, you know, right? 97, actually 97, but 98, I got spirit filled. It was all over after that. It was craziness, total surrender and so forth. And um, there was a band, I can't think of the name of them right now, but there was a song. And in the song, it talked about burying the old man, the flesh. You know, and uh, it was and it says, OK, here's where I'll stay. Hands in the air, sing and have thine own way. I just got goosebumps on my legs when I said that. Have <laughs> thine own way. And uh, then it goes, you know, here I will stay. Hands in the air saying, have thine own way. But it talks about the crucifixion of the flesh. And it literally has got this bass part, you know, where it's really cool. And he's talking about, you know, he goes out. Uh, I dig, you know, six feet of space. There my will complies right down upon my face wow. and then it goes on to say I'm, I'm toe to toe too long I'm tired of fighting you I see you were so strong I am so black and blue and then it goes on to say I'm, I'm sorry I'm just flowing with this y'all yeah awesome. I understand a loser's due to win for every dying man can rise again and it says I put my right hand once I put my left hand too right here under the sun my spirit cries to you and then it goes on with the verse saying oh I'm cheered up here okay here I will say hands in the air singing have thine away and so Whatever surrender looks like to you, if you got to tap into a worship song to where you allow the Holy Spirit to just fill you up and force all that junk out, whether you have got to turn on and watch some testimonies to get your faith arise. And that's what I love about Damascus and those real testimonies is because people can relate to them. 
And because sometimes we feel so far away. What would you say to the viewers that feel like, man, I'm too far gone. God can't do with me anything. What would you say to them? Well, you know, I felt like that as a Christian. There's times when I felt like, you know, <laughs> I'm saved. I'm ordained as this and that. And I feel like a failure. But you know what? God always gets more glory out of your get up than you staying down. So don't let don't let God's word you know, be tarnished because you won't cooperate with his deliverance. There's no, listen. Oh, sure. Say it again. Say it again. I, yeah, like, don't let, don't let your, I want to sit here and feel sorry for myself and pity myself, cause you to not cooperate with God's deliverance because God wants you to get up. I don't care. Listen, I mean, I know some people that have went far, you know, and I've diverted once or twice. Never since I've known Jesus have I ever not believed or not wanted to surrender but my sometimes your flesh and your process could cause you to you know bust your knees up a little bit and you got to get picked up and keep walking but one thing god taught me and while i was crying out to him one day and i i was accusing god of of hurt and i was like why are you hurting me i felt like i was getting beat up on the inside and he said sarah i'm doing nothing and i was like well then what do i feel he said you feel shame i've been here the whole time just wanting you to get up and i said wow in that moment it changed my life forever that god's view our view needs to be God is not the one that's looking at you, like counting you down, like the referee in the boxing ring. God is the coach on the side saying, get up and pour water in your mouth and telling you get up and fight again. Yeah. So I don't yeah. care if it was, maybe you found yourself in adultery. Maybe you found yourself in drug addiction. Maybe you have some type of habit or hang up that your shame is just taking you over. But God would much rather you keep getting up and you might get up and go, I know I'm going to fall again. But then you just keep getting up. After a while, you're going to get tired of falling. You'll get tired yeah. of falling and you'll say, I'm not falling again. That wasn't <laughs> worth the pain, but don't give up. You owe it to God. You owe it to God to let him deliver you, heal you. But it goes back to surrender. God can't work with your strength. He works in your weakness. He needs you to show. Listen, one thing yeah. I tell people when they come to me and say, I feel like I can, I'll never get delivered from this, that, or whatever. I'll say, well, that's the first thing you have to say to God. God, I recognize I am completely incapable of changing without you. That's right. Now with you, that's when the supernatural power of God can hit your life. When you can admit to yourself and to God, I am weak in this area. And then God could come in and be your strength. But as long as you try to do it for God, honey, you're going to keep repeating that cycle. But when you finally admit, I can't do it on my own. God, I need you. It's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. That's when you're going to see the supernatural grace of God come in and build you up where you were broken. A lot of times, Danica, we talked about earlier, she's called me Robocop because she's seen my life be just storms hit left and right. And she's seen me cry in tears of frustration, anger, bitterness, confusion, but I keep fighting my way back up. And you got to get some people in your corner too, that will speak life over you like that, that coach on the side of the, the uh, ring and people that will speak life and say, no, you're not what you did. You're who God says you are. But yeah. in doing that, I'm telling you, once you start getting up, God will rebuild you. That's why she says RoboCop. He'll rebuild you indestructible. There's some ways I fought so hard for my deliverance and partnering with God. You just can't get me in those ways again. That's and right. now we're working on other things. And know this, too, and I'm done. I'm going to pass the mic back. That no, every no, time no. you defeat one area, 
God is, you know, this is how I talk. God is so gangster. He's going to be like, okay, good. You got that habit under control. Now we're getting ready to work on this one. Oh, you got that personality trait under control. Now he wants to polish you. The Bible says from glory to glory, we are transformed into the image of God. So if you think that you were just supposed to get saved and chill out till he comes or occupy till he comes, you don't really know what that means because God, his greatest investment is not in the work of your hands, but in the condition of your heart. He is going to work on you inside and out for the rest of your life. And if you don't understand that the only thing consistent in a true kingdom life, Christian life is change, you're going to constantly be frustrated because God is that master, Mr. Miyagi, that's going to come in and keep (laughs) on taking you to your next level, keep on pushing you to your next barrier. One time I, I said some stuff in front of my kids I shouldn't have said. I used some languages I shouldn't have used and I had a really rough day. And I said, y'all just saw a version of your mother you'll never see again because I just hit a threshold of pain I'd never hit before, but I'm about to step into a new level of grace and overcoming power from that. And I said, that that was the rest of that, Sarah. Watch and see what God does with the next Sarah. And it, it continues on. So get up, don't punk out. Let God give you the strength. God wants to get glory out of your testimony. I don't care how old you are, how long you've been in, how many times you failed at it. If it was 152 times on 153, God will be glorified. Hallelujah. Lord God, we did a church. I didn't need to <laughs> preach. It just happened. <laughs> That's fair in the, in, the, in the house, you know? Oh, that was so good. And listen, for those of you all watching this live, you need to go back and watch it on the replay because you need to hear that more than once. You know, as just so powerful, so powerful. The resurrection power of the cross, we, we just don't get, if we get a revelation of that and the love of God and the mercy of God, and, you know, you talked about shame and, oh, my goodness, you know, uh, the enemy uses shame to bring condemnation. And that the Bible says that there's no condemnation in Christ, you know. And so when you get outside of those parameters and you believe those lies the enemy is throwing at you, you're going to live a defeated life. But you're going to live a victorious life when you are willing and able and you get out of the driver's seat. You know, you remember the old T-shirts or slogans saying that you know, God is my co-pilot. And I'm like, forget that. Get me out of the seat. I, you know, I have right. no business in the show. <laughs> I have tried. I have screwed it up enough times that I know to get out of the seat. But do you know, even after all these years of walking from the Lord, there are times I'm like, oh, screw over God. Look, I got this. I got this. And when we have that darkness mentality, we're going to stay there. We're going to go around the mountain again. You know, the Israelites spent 40 years, you know, and, and it really could have been like an 11 day trip, but 40 years doing the same thing, expecting something different. We got to break out of that. I love that you cooperated with the Holy Spirit to convict you, to show you an area, a level of pain. We all know that how gold is refined and all the scum comes to the top and we scoop it off. And then God just refines us and refines us. And I love that you, not only recognize that, but shared with your kids. Yeah. Now that's the old man. That's the pain. That's where that comes from. Because we have gone, you know, and I, I'll get way on a tangent, so I won't go too far with this. But I just want to point <laughs> out, when God shows you something, it's not to hurt you. It's not to get you to rehearse the pain over and over and torment yourself with the guilt and the shame and all that comes with it. It's because he heals what he reveals. Yes. And if something comes out, 
He's wanting to heal an area. So whether it's to go to a counselor coach or whether it's to go sit under some of the teachings of Sarah or maybe read some of her books or, you know, uh, whatever it is that he's trying to pull out of you is because when we detox our soul, you know, our mind and our will and our emotions, and we go through the detoxification process, something new comes about and we're able to impact the world around us that's hurting and dying. And that is what all of this is about. It's all for his glory. You know, the, the books, the speaking, the the TV shows, all of that stuff. I know that if I was to say, Sarah, what is this about? And she'll say, it's all about him. It's all about him. And, you know, his story, H-I-S in the capital, his story will make your history. So you got to allow him to get in there and do the work in you. You got to allow him to get in there and touch those places that are, are feel like boo-boos. Because I'll tell you what, once your boobies start to get healed, you can help other people. And that's what this is all about. So make sure you get plugged in. So Sarah, if I was to ask you to leave our keys, you know, the name of the show is Keys to Your Best Life. And for those of you that have been logging on and watching, please put your comments, your questions in the chat stream. We're not interacting with you all on purpose because I'm going to repurpose this to a podcast. I just think this is so good. <laughs> so um, what would you say to them? They're, they have a virtual keychain. And I want them to have value and, and something to unlock something in their life, whether it's a scripture, a quote, or a nugget that you've gotten from God. What would you say to the viewers? What is that key? I think the number one most important thing that you can hold on to as a key to everything in life is understanding that God created everything for him, by him, and it has a purpose. The key to unlocking power, provision, protection, prosperity, it's all in your purpose. Study God's word. Seek God. Who am I? Why am I here? And how do you want me to live my life? Because when we do that, we will dominate and conquer every area of our lives. It's all about purpose. Amen. Amen. I am all about purpose. When I found out my purpose, it changed my world. So y'all get with us. I'm telling you, you need a tune-up. You need to tune up. And this has uh, definitely been such a blessing, Sarah. I so love you and appreciate you. Every wow. time I get around you, I know it's just like, oh. So I, I'm just really excited. Do you have another broadcast last night? Is that a recurring thing? Because listen, Sarah goes live on her page and she's real. She'd be with her tea and her coffee on the front porch, chilling <laughs> with y'all. So Please make sure you go to her Facebook page, follow her on Instagram, check out this stuff. Was that a one-time gig or is that a reoccurring thing that you're going to be doing or no? Last night it was actually, I was a guest and I was on okay. there with author and minister Brenda Bailey and she had girl talk as she calls it. So we were talking about single life and overcoming challenges. So you can go back and watch the replay, but I've just been getting a lot of invitations lately to be on other broadcasts. But one thing that will be coming up on a more regular basis is called grace in progress. That's my yes, blog yes. That just released. That's going to cover the holistic view of my life. And so we're looking forward to sharing more and more. I just put a little teaser out there last night. You can put on uh, subscribe on YouTube and then of course all the other programs, but that is something I'm looking forward to bringing more and more that I think is really going to minister to people all across the board. So please do make sure to connect and follow me on YouTube and subscribe on YouTube so that you can stay up with grace in progress. I love the name of that because you know, she's real and raw and she doesn't water things down and grace in progress is going to give you some behind the scenes stuff, right? Real. Yeah. Some real stuff. <laughs> I love that because people need to see that. You know, we get on here, we, we post our best stuff and we, you know, do our best pictures and all that and everything. People real recognizes real. You know? Yeah. 
And so they need to see the real life behind the scenes. Because listen, you guys might be looking at us going, well, you know, you guys got all together. You got ministries and you got all this going on and everything. Listen, we get on our face and we cry out to the only one who can help us. Sarah made a powerful statement. God works through our weaknesses. Whenever we are weak, he is strong. And we just have to cooperate with the work of the Holy Spirit in order to reach those goals. So, Sarah, it's been a pleasure as always. I want to have you back on at a later day because I know the viewers are absolutely loving this. It's so good. I feel like I've been to church. Uh, for those of you, get this out to your friends, share it, like it, comment. Make sure that you go and you share uh, Sarah Grace's stuff with the world. God bless you guys. See you Thank next you. time. Bye. Bye. -bye.